Welcome to Crime Talk BK. I'm your host, Joanna Perpich, along with Megan Duffy. Good morning. And, uh, well, this is Crime Talk BK, as I'm sure you know, because you tuned in. Uh, we are on Radio Free Brooklyn every morning from 11 a.m. to noon. No, Saturday morning from 11 a.m. to noon. <laughs> I'm quite, sorry. It's Crime Talk. Um, sorry, we've all had a couple of drinks today. I was going to say, uh, I'm visiting family right now with my partner, and I had a margarita the size of my head. So I'm having a little bit of trouble, like, tracking thoughts. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Oh, and I should also say, before anybody thinks I'm a lush that drinks pool-sized margaritas at 11 a.m., uh, we are pre-recording this episode. Uh, the date that we are recording this is actually October 13th. In the evening. So things might have changed by the time you hear them. It is dark out here. So it is after dark, technically, in Cram Talk After Dark in New York City. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, um, Megan, how have you been doing? How's New York? I'm just, you know, hanging out in Texas, although I will be coming back uh, this weekend. So I'll be oh. excited. We're flying back to vote, so I don't want to hear from anybody that they can't vote because, you know... <laughs> Right. Uh, well, I'm okay. My trip to my lengthy trip to Minneapolis, I think, has been foiled for the month of October. We're gonna have to push it out. So I think I'm just gonna take a week of staycation mm-hmm. and um, go outside more. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's about it. Well, that sounds nice, though. Just kind of like hang out, do nothing, do some DIY stuff that I've been meaning to deal with because I had to. I have to patch some holes in my walls because, you know, drywall doesn't. You actually have a really cute apartment. Thank you. So I hung this little dryer thing. I don't know, it's pretty dark back there, but it's like a little rod that I can that hangs in front of my laundry machine, so I can hang mm-hmm. dry stuff there instead of using the bathroom to do such things. Because using the bathroom drives me insane. Yeah. And um. It's coming out of the drywall, even with the anchors. So I had to buy a stud finder because my old one broke. Mm-hmm. And that just arrived today. And so I have to renegotiate that whole project because um, I can't hang on anything on that anymore because it's coming out of the drywall. That sucks. I'm sorry. <clears throat> well, um, while we were trying to hang up shelving, we realized that there is one entire wall with no studs. Yeah. It's problematic. 
I'm like, is this safe? Are we gonna like wake up and staring at the sky like it just all <laughs> falls in? Drywall starts to crumble. <laughs> yeah. They're few, they're few and far between on that wall because I think because this is such an old building it was built in the 20s I think the apartment on that side of me next door and this apartment were adjoined at one point oh and so there just was no wall there and then they like shittily yeah I think it was like a it's wide enough for like a French door kind mm-hmm. of thing because there's a stud of course <clears throat> right, right next to the bookshelves and there's a stud right next to the doorway of the mm-hmm. bathroom so I'm gonna have to figure it out. Oh, Godspeed! Thanks. I have to buy some. I think I'm gonna have to buy some other supplies, but I think I figured it out. So uh, this week in crime, um, do you want to just kick us off? I just um, wasn't all that excited about some of the stuff that I found, so I think maybe you should take the reins. Okay. Well, okay, criming crime in the California Republican primary, the party, the California Republican Party uh, has admittedly uh, placed more than 50 deceptively labeled, quote, official drop boxes for mail-in ballots in Los Angeles, Fresno, and Orange Counties. Yeah, isn't that gross? I was reading about that today. Yeah. Uh, Hector Barajas, who is the spokesman for the California Republican Party, said the party would continue to do so um, without adding any label identifying them explicitly because, quote, ballot harvesting is not illegal in California. So can you explain what ballot harvesting is? I was just reading about that when you startled me with your Skype call. Okay, (laughs) so... Ballot harvesting is the practice where political operatives collect absentee ballots from voters' homes and or other drop-off areas and bring them to a polling place or election office. Sounds pretty innocuous? Right. But if people who are voting Democrat don't know that these aren't official ballot drop boxes and they're just sanctioned by the GOP, you know they're not going to be dropping them off at the official drop-off places that's the issue well also so i was reading about this and it was my understanding of like california law which i could be totally wrong you know like let us know uh but it sounded like the reason why it's not expressly illegal is if you for whatever reason can't go to an official drop box drop-off location like let's say you're in a wheelchair and it's not easily accessible mm-hmm. what ha- whatever um you can like designate somebody to drop it off for you but it's supposed to just be like your household's ballots yeah. it's not supposed to be just like on the street corner is a box <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be like your neighbor like you know yeah. say i'm the designated person in my building for all the old ladies Yeah. You know, we all have the same street address, just different apartment numbers. That is legitimate um, ballot harvesting. Um, Putting fake drop boxes on the corner in various districts is is it's called voter fraud. Yeah, that's like I was reading this very clever article that said Republicans 
are uh, so enthusiastic about proving voter fraud that they are committing it themselves. Yes. Yes, they are. It's called voter fraud. It's called stealing someone's ballot. You're stealing it. Well, and also a lot of those drop-off locations are secure, and there's regulations about how many times they're picked up. So, for example, like maybe every day they are going to be um, collected by your board of elections. Mm -hmm. And this is all to prevent anyone from having access who shouldn't have access, and it's supposed to um, give people like more trust in the elections. Which I, now California voters probably don't have. They're doing it. I just, I just before I got on, I also read that there was a, there was, it was happening in um, Elon Omar's district in the state of Minnesota too. I have to read more on that, but I did read that the GOP in the state of Minnesota was pulling the same bullshit in her district. But how do they, they can't open the ballot though. How do they even know who you voted for? Her her district is heavily Democratic. Oh, so you think they're just like potentially throwing them away? I think they're just going to throw everybody's away that lands in that box. But they're, it sounds like they're focusing on primarily Democratic districts because gerrymandering didn't work enough. I guess I don't know. It's really gross. Well, you know, so we've got the problem in Texas too, <laughs> where the governor, who is a Republican, Greg uh, Abbott, Greg Abbott. <laughs> Uh, motherfucker, uh, has, uh, what is, what is that? A rule a couple weeks ago stating that there's only going to be one ballot drop box per county. Yeah. It's and that is crazy because, so I grew up in Harris County. I'm from Houston. To go from one end of Harris County to the other is like an hour and a half. It's Houston is like the size of Connecticut. Yeah. You know, and right. and so the idea of saying, and you have like really rural counties too, where it's even more spread out. And so one ballot box per county, one drop off box per county is kind of prohibitive. For oh, a lot yeah. Of so, well, there was a lawsuit that was filed by several liberal leaning groups in Texas. And the judge there said, this undermines the election and the democratic process and will only lead to voter confusion. Um, and then um, that they appealed that ruling. And uh, just last night, three judge, three Trump appointed judges who sided with Abbott were all them. They overturned that lower court ruling and it's back to one box per county as of today. Yeah. I just don't even, mm -hmm. it really upsets me that, well, there is a lot of speculation that Texas is going to become a swing state. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Um, I found it really disheartening. I, I think that, like, if you really believe in your candidate, then you should want as many people to vote as possible. They don't and believe just... in their candidate, though. <laughs> That's the key here. I guess. No one, I don't think they, if they know he's going to lose and they know a lot of people down ballot are also going to lose. They know this is going to happen. If, if we are allowed to vote unimpeded, they know that will happen. And Texas is like very heavily gerrymandered. Um, I'm in, I think, John Culberson's district 
and it's shaped like a deer. Mm. Like it has antlers. <laughs> it That's weird. Um, but I have some hope though because um, we only need like a handful of seats to flip the house, it, like the Texas State House. Oh, yeah. And um, since it's a census year, um, everything's going to be redistricted in 2021. Mm-hmm. And so this just goes across the board in the United States, but the people in your state house this next year are going to determine to some degree um, how much or like voter disenfranchisement <laughs> because um, like we have a chance to really stop gerrymandering. Well, that brings me to my next question about the census that is now on hold until something plays out in the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals because Trump wants it to stop now. Yeah. So that will also affect redistricting and gerrymandering. Yeah. But if, like, Texas um, gets redistricted in a way that is, like... A little bit more checkerboard and a little bit less woodland creature. Mm. Uh, then, <laughs> um, then it will also like play out in our state and senate races, mm-hmm. like all sorts of stuff, you know. <sighs> but uh, yeah, this is a particularly frustrating time to be spending the summer and fall here. Yeah, about. But um, thank you for covering that, though. Well, it's not crimey crime, but it, I mean, in my mind, it's crime. It's, all, it's election it's all... season, and it is crime. It is illegal, so. It's fucking criminal. Well, at least with um, Greg Abbott, I think there's going to be some lawsuits. I wouldn't be surprised if it went to the Supreme Court. I'm just probably won't go to Supreme Court before the election. <laughs> no, probably not. I wouldn't think so. Uh, the Supremes also refused to hear uh, the emoluments clause by Congress today. Oh, interesting. Can you say a little bit more about that? I only saw the headline, so no, I cannot. Uh, the emoluments clause is where Trump should have um, uh, put all his own personal assets into a trust or have it run by someone else, not his whole family. We all know that the Trump family is milking the taxpayers and the United States government for everything that they're worth. Mm-hmm. And through the through the um, Trump Inc., I guess it is now, um, they're also basically looting through the Trump campaign. Um, but it is what it is. They're not going to, they're not going to, which really pisses me off because Congress is representative of the people. Right. And we're flipping the bill for this. And I think we are entitled to hear arguments on why why he doesn't have to apply the emoluments clause to his administration. Yeah. God forbid he follow the rules on a on a he he also. okay. so I did this, though. He did this fucker. He filed an emergency request with the Supremes again to shield his tax records from the New York grand jury subpoena. Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, his personal attorney, this is the second time he's done it. And they've asked the court to block Cy Vance's um, 
subpoena to obtain eight years of tax records. Um, the justices in July voted 7-2 to reject his ar Trump's argument that the president has, quote, sweeping immunity from the criminal process, but uh, said Trump could mount other legal objections in lower court proceedings, like when you're doing, when you're subpoenaed, your lawyer usually set, responds and objects to subpoena as being overly broad and blah, 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 and what have you. And they did that. And uh, it was ruled that he had to turn it over. And so now he's gone to the Supremes again, which, yeah, that's why the Supreme Court is so valuable right now. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, Tuesday's filing asked the justices to temporarily halt a ruling that was issued, issued last week by the Second Circuit Court of Appeals that upheld the enforceability of the grand jury subpoena, uh, which was... Um, issued by Cy Vance um, to Trump's accounting firm, Mazars, for his personal and business taxes. Now, I guess, you know, and it's all related to, like, the payments to Stormy Daniels and statements by Michael Cohen mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, and Vance also hinted earlier this month that the subpoena is part of a, a deeper investigation into possible extensive and protracted criminal conduct and tax evasion by the Trump organization. He hinted. He didn't say. But um, I would be surprised. I really would be surprised if the Supremes took this up. I think it's just a delay tactic. Yeah, it doesn't seem quite like the type of case that they want to, that they like deciding on. Yeah, it's also, it was to a third party. The subpoena mm -hmm. was actually to a third party. He's accounting for Mazars, not to Trump himself. Yeah. So I don't know how the hell he thinks he can suppress a third party subpoena. Yeah. Well, it's just like, if you look at the type of cases that the Supreme Court hears, they tend to be more policy oriented. This is like kind of personal. <laughs> this is just some bullshit discovery disputes that has been like, I'm yeah. sure you can dig this up all over the circuits, it's right? It's like the Supreme Court listens to like EEOC type lawsuit, you know, or yeah. this is not really worth their time. Oh. Um, so that's pending. And then one more lawsuit by the Trump Justice Department. Uh, they filed a complaint against Stephanie Winston Walcoff, who is the former best friend and advisor to First Lady Melania, who we've all recently learned is just as awful as everybody else's, um, alleging that she breached a 2017 non-disclosure agreement when she published her new book called Melania and Me. The non-disclosure was related to the inauguration Mm. Right? Yeah. And um, the DOJ filed the complaint in federal court accusing Walkoff of breaching a gratuitous services agreement that she volunteered to serve as an aide to Trump and um, that the White House should have been able to review it before publishing. Sorry. So now, now they're all using the Department of Justice 
as their personal lawyers. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, there's nothing in, there's no state secrets in this book, Melania and Me. Does not sound like it. Nope, there's not. I mean, I read the first 50 pages, didn't see any, didn't see any state secrets mentioned. It was just how awful everybody was. What is it? What's it say? Oh, it's, it goes into her, you know, how her, she had a really great friendship with Melania and before they went to the White House and she was hired to help Melania with the inauguration and and that it's really just all about how what how toxic that White House environment is and how toxic that family is. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. It makes me wonder if Trump is going to have any friends by the time he leaves the White House, be it hopefully in a month or in four years. Yeah, he will. He'll have some. He'll find new friends. That's how these. That's how narcissists. That's how narcissists work, though. Like, just get rid of the old friends and find the new friends. Yeah, but who's willing to put up with him? People who don't believe the hype. I guess. Like, you know, DeJoy at the post office. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah. know what he was getting into with his $800,000 in Trump campaign donations for his post. True. Or ask, you know, Anthony Scaramucci. He's my favorite. I don't think he's friends with Trump anymore. He is certainly not. You see him on MSNBC. He's an MSNBC contributor once in a while. And he was in That's there for amazing. 10. So him <laughs> getting fired probably helped his career more than if he'd stayed. Oh, totally. The mooch. And he was only there for 10 days. 10 days. It's so good. It was so amazing. It was so good. I was getting whiplash. Um, I was like working as a reporter at like a national outlet. And um, my editor said something about about him, and I'm like, gone already. Okay, yeah. just saw that article posted that he's, he's so good. <laughs> um, just he needs as his a... own reality TV show. I would watch it. No, not reality. Please, not reality. Something a little more constructive. Um, I would like to add that there's net bet. There hasn't been any comment from Wokoff as of the moment we are talking right now. I'm sure she's appeared on Rachel Maddow and a number a number of other outlets when the book came out. So they've just filed this now. Book came out two like two three months ago. Can I tell you something really funny and Trump related that will make your heart sing? Oh, God, okay. it will. It will. I promise. Okay. So, this is one of my three news points that I researched this week. I'm sorry. I've no, I didn't. I didn't listen to. I was. I'm totally with you there. I. I just. I, I was so uninspired by the news, and I didn't listen to any of the confirmation hearings today, which is very unlike me. Usually, I am glued to the TV for those things. I've heard it was not. It's. It doesn't. It's not going to matter. No. Lie. 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 But uh, this will cheer you up. So, is this, ooh, is this in a parallel universe news, 
Mike Pence was forced to acknowledge the fly that landed on his head during the VP debate. Oh, okay. So my favorite, okay, I did watch that whole thing. My favorite meme out of all of this, minutes after the thing was over, was this glorious picture of RBG and her dissension collar and the words underneath it just sent, I sent the fly. Oh, it was so good. One landed on Amy Coney Barrett today at the hearing, apparently. Wait, really? Is yeah. there like a problem? Like, is DC having some? Well, it, you well know. I guess the VP debate wasn't even in DC, but. No, it is a swamp, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. But, um, so Mike Pence went on to Fox News for an interview, and the uh, reporter asked him about it. And Mike Pence responded, I didn't know he was there. Of course. And I'm like, really? Your hair is not that thick. Maybe uh, he's maybe some, like the I adrenaline mean, from like the lights and the questions and having to debate someone so competent. But. <laughs> just trying to keep your lies straight. Um, I do. Out of that also, I do predict that zombie Mike Pence with flies and hair is the hot new Halloween costume. Yes, I've seen that. Have you already? Okay. Uh, well, I guess I, I saw it online. Mm. Someone like being like, new Halloween costume. And oh, they yeah. like, dressed up as it. And I'm like, that's very clever. Very clever. Um, My parents' neighborhood, there are more Trump signs than not. So I doubt that'll be here. But, uh, but it's funny because <clears throat> apparently his kids told him about the fly when he like got home. And they're like, Dad, you had a fly on your head. And he's just like, okay, thanks. Comple- it was completely distracting. My sister and I were on the phone watching the whole thing. And we we basically, all we could do was talk about the fly for like three minutes until it left. And it was just, it was there for a long time. So. A, a really long time. It's funny that you mention it because the New York, New York Post reporter actually timed how long the fly was on his head. Oh, God bless the post this time around. And it clocked in at two minutes and nine seconds. Yep. What did that fly think was happening? He's just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to hang out right here. Two minutes? I've never seen one hold still for two minutes. It's uh, it's a long time in TV land time. That's a long time. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway, I just found that delightful. Um, and then while we're on this uh, topic, um, the next presidential de- debate um, is scheduled next week um, in Nashville. There was supposed to be a, a debate earlier, but then uh, it's like Joe Biden, I think, rightly insisted on it being remote because Donald Trump, I don't know, he's recovering from COVID. And um his doctors had um, since then cleared him. But, that is uh, not, that cannot be true. That can't be fucking true. You don't, no. you, you're, you uh, can't, that's not true. You can't okay. fucking be true. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say this. Um, <laughs> but if you run a fever, <laughs> you are cleared if you're fever free for 24 hours. There's nothing and so that's here is definitely nothing... a possibility that he is like not contagious now. Like I, 
do believe that he's probably not contagious now because he's made appearances and he probably is not going to be making appearances if he feels like shit and is running a fever. Unless he's really hopped up, which who knows, maybe, but... Have you seen him? I... I think it's possible that him being on steroids is already potentially exacerbating some potential mental health issues. But I... I I advise caution in, like, blaming the steroids for his behavior because, like, I've been on, like, some very high doses, and they definitely will make you feel, like, kind of, like, jittery maybe or sort of cranky, but, like, I generally would feel comfortable with a world leader who's taking steroids. Like, I don't think that medication would be causing this if it wasn't already within his personality that plus we don't know what else he's on that is true and if he's gone back to old habits <laughs> you think he's like doing a ton of cocaine before I, he i don't think it's coke i think it's adderall because that's prescribed i don't think he'd do anything illegal yeah i just i don't know it's like i was like listening kind of carefully with how people talked about him when he got covid because I definitely think that there's, like, a certain amount of, like, ableist language. It's like, I do not like him. I definitely do not like him. Um, But I think that some of the ways that people were talking about, like, a president, like, appearing weak or something was a little distasteful. No, I feel you on that part. I'm talking about since he's been released from the hospital. Uh Uh-huh. I don't think he appears weak. I think he's even more erratic. And, like, he was at the rally going, I'm going to come out and kiss all of you. When has he ever said that? He's a notorious germaphobe. He doesn't want to be near any of those Did you hear how he wanted to wear a Superman? For I have not fact-checked this, but I... No, it's true. I saw it. I read it. I saw it. It's true. He came out of the fucking hospital, and he wanted to rip off his... Yes, he did. So he wanted to wear a Superman T-shirt underneath his coat. And he's like button down. And when he got out of the hospital, he would rip it open to be like, I'm Superman. I beat COVID. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you were a reality TV star. Reality TV star. I don't. Uh oh. Excuse me. That margarita is giving me the hiccups. It's okay. He's no Clark Kent. Thank you. But also, who does that? I'm sure he probably still feels quite bad because it's like, even if he's over the worst of COVID, of COVID, he probably still does not feel great. I imagine. <laughs> okay, I'm I'll keep struggling. talking. Oh, okay, sorry. Joe has got the hiccups, so I will move on. We will move on from that topic. Okay, let's talk about the kidnapping plot of Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Okay, so in a hearing today, federal prosecutors revealed new details of the case they had built against um, six men. There were 13 arrested, but it was particularly just these six men in court because one was stuck in Delaware where he was arrested. Um, uh, Oh, I'm sorry, five of the six defendants were here. The other one was in Delaware. They sat with chains around their waists and wrists. Um, they, they were supported by their family members. And um, so um, among the details today that emerged were that um, 
Adam Fox, age 37, uh, is the ringleader of the group. He lived in a basement of a vacuum shop near Grand Rapids. And he told FBI agents after his arrest that he planned to take uh, Governor Whitmer out to the middle of Lake Michigan in a small boat, disable the engine, and leave her there. Which, I don't know why you'd leave her there, but um, it seems to me that you're trying to sort of uh, make culpability less. Like, you didn't have plans to kill her or hold her hostage. Um, let's see. So... The um, oh, so Fox and others took close up photos of Whitmer's Northern Michigan um, vacation home as part of the plot. Um, sorry, Joe is still trying to get her hiccups under control. <laughs> and um, they were going to kidnap her from there prior to the November 3rd election. And prosecutors showed pictures of um to the courtroom of the of the of Fox actually taking pictures of the house just outside the cottage during daylight and those pictures of Fox were taken by a confidential informant that had sort of weaseled their way into his group Yikes. so they yeah and so, so the defendants then took a went for a second surveillance of the cottage at this time at night and at that point, they had been so thoroughly infiltrated by the FBI that two undercover agents and two confidential informants were part of the surveillance group the second time around. Yeah, we're not talking rocket fucking scientists here. Not great criminals. Um, during another plotting exercise... The Waco people were better than that. Oh, Jesus Christ. They call themselves the Wolverine Watchmen. That's a whole other fucking thing. Um, this is good. So during another plotting exercise, sending a fake pizza delivery guy to Whitmer's door to shoot her was discussed, which is why I go back to that whole leave her in the boat thing. Like, really? You're just going to leave her in the boat? No. Um, defendant Daniel Harris, who's 23, uh, suggested the conspirators could just mug the pizza guy and take his shirt. Just wish... There's a whole fucking true crime saga about this pizza guy and the bomb did you know the pizza bomb plot story do you know that one no okay i'm gonna dig that up for next week so we can get off our our trump train something a little lighter and a little more interesting that shit is a crazy story um so they were gonna rob they pretend to rob the pizza guy who was with them and take her hostage and oh i uh, see yeah. Um, and uh, and then the these guys uh, are just a bucket of brains. Seriously, and the uh, the prosecutor was uh, said it reminded him of the recent attack on the federal judge and her family in New Jersey, which we had covered a, a little while ago, where they went and shot her whole family while she was out. That got crazy, and that sixty five year old incel motherfucker that did that. Yeah. Um. They had taken part in various training regiments, including uses of silencers on guns, exercising and busting down doors, extracting hostages, and reloading weapons quickly, according to photos, videos, and testimony. So Magistrate Judge Sally Behrens ordered uh, the five to be held without bond until the trial. 
She, she said she would rule at a later date on the bond status of the other two Michigan men. Uh, the sixth from Delaware is due to be transferred to face charges. Um, the seven other dudes were arrested on um, state charges, including plans to storm the Michigan Capitol and other acts that quote, provide material support for terrorist acts by seeking a civil war, unquote. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. It is also rumored that the six men on the state charges were at the state capitol um, back at the time when Trump was screaming, oh, free Michigan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So a couple of them are there at the capitol. So, remember when everyone got all upset about Antifa, which just means anti-fascists, it's not like a group? Yep. I don't think they ever try to kidnap anybody. Oh, no. In fact, um, our FBI come out and said white nationalist terrorist organizations are the biggest threat to the United States right now. Yeah. Antifa is not even an organization. It's a theory. <laughs> it's like what college kids read about, sort of, but also like yeah. everyone who fought World War II is an anti-fascist. I mean, I'm kind of an anti-fascist myself. Oh, Thank I'm you. super anti-fascist. Fascism I'm, kind of an anti-fascist. I'm not really a marcher. <laughs> I donate money, but it's like, oh God, yeah, so stupid. Um, yeah. So if you're looking for the real bad guys here. Yeah, look no further than the Michigan State Capitol steps with those AK-47s and their mm-hmm. and their um, white nationalist slogans. Stand back and stand by. I know. Oh, did you see the glue? Okay, this is glorious. Twitter and all of the glorious gay men on Twitter took fat yeah. took fat the hashtag Proud Boys. Did yeah. you see that? It was so good. So I've done a few documentaries on gay rights, and so I'm, like, somewhat more tapped into, like, the gay community. And so my Facebook feed has been full of really adorable couples posting their hashtag Proud Boys, like, their wedding photos and their first date, and I'm like, oh, That makes me so happy. Yeah, it's cool. Talk and then apparently this, like, one guy who's a member of Proud Boys is like, oh, these fucking so-and-so. I'm not going to repeat it. But you can imagine. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, dude, no one you're beat. Like. I mean, I remember when you were telling me about them years ago, I had no idea who they were. And I was like, that's the name they chose? Because I thought it was, I thought it was like a gay parade float <laughs> during Pride. That's, I mean, like, that's where I went because that's my, that's my society. That's my group. That's yeah. my, like, that's the name you chose? Really? So the Proud Boys, like, would all wear this certain type of polo. Yeah. And I was sitting on the subway with... next to a guy who wore it. And I, like, looked over at him and he saw me kind of looking at him and he just kind of, like, kind of, like, scrunched down a little bit. And then it was, I mean, it was, like, an after work train, but I was like going in like a weird direction. And so there wasn't really anybody on the bench with us. And I slid all the way over next to the <laughs> <Yeah>. door. 
Or yeah, it's either black with yellow piping or yeah. yellow with black yeah, piping. It's, a, and they've got... it's like a black polo that has kind of like this gold mm-hmm. kind of pattern on like the collar. They've got a little um, tiny logo. Yeah. And actually, I think that, that fashion designers come out and been like, please stop wearing my clothes. Well, you can just stop making them. Yeah, I guess you that's can stop true. making those colors. That would be the easiest thing for him to do. But then how am I going to avoid them on the subway? <laughs> well, that designer could also come out and make them in like hot pink and like unicorn yeah, and rainbows. would be like, Brown Boy! Right? Mm-hmm. The whole universe is taking it back. So fuck everybody. Fuck them. I hate them. I know. They suck. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, well, I have some New York news. Okay. And this is going to make you, like, cry into your wine glass. Uh, so the NYPD is already planning on protests to erupt across the city in the election. And um, there's a memo that the New York Post got a hold of. And um, it says that the NYPD should, quote, be prepared for deployment starting October 25th. I'm like, I know you think that you're some sort of, like, pseudo-military group, but you're not. Like, why would you use the word deployment? And, um, yeah, so it's like, whatever that means. Right. And also in the memo, it said that they're going to try to prep almost the entire force to be able to just like, bam, like mobilize if they hear about a protest and that they suspect that they are have to be on like protest duty until January. Really? That's terrifying. That's bad. Yeah, well, I'm really, you know, we all know that no one's completely pleased with our fucking mayor but he just said in because covid numbers are rising here in a number of neighborhoods and they've got us on the red orange yellow it's like the homeland security map right Mm -hmm. and and de blasio today came out and said that we were going to close early voting places if you don't get your numbers under control i'm like excuse me fucking sir early voting that goes completely against trying to be covid friendly you stupid fuck I can't. Did he really say that? I mean, yeah. like, I'm saying that because, like, I believe you, but, like, really? Yeah. He said we're considering it. And I was like, you can't fucking do that. What? <sighs> Not helpful. Not helpful. No, he should expand <laughs> it. Yeah, he said, he said in the news, these fuckers, if you, I'm paraphrasing, quite frankly, because I don't think he'd say these fuckers to the news, maybe no, to his wife. Not. Um, these fuckers can go and vote on November 3rd. Like, he's so over it. I'm like, we all are, sir. We all are. But shrinking the polling places, that's some voter suppression right there. Oh, my God. We all know you're not running, so. Okay. Well, we'll buy, like, five masks before we fly up, I guess. Get a hazmat suit that's really frustrating um so just in case you had high hopes that the nypd would be able to show restraint while monitoring a protest 
You no, are I wrong. <laughs> I am a rational human being, girl. I'm also a cynical bitch. No, I had no such misgivings. Uh, so there's actually um, a report that was put out by the Human Rights Watch uh, that said that, um, so they were just focusing in on one specific protest in Malt Haven, which is the South Bronx. And this was a protest over the summer um, in response to, like, super justified anger over the death of George Floyd, the murder of George well, Floyd. Well, yeah. I mean, the South Bronx has their own issues with police violence and brutality yeah. and institutional racism. So so there was a protest where 236 people were arrested June 4th. 61, at least, were injured by the police. Um, injuries include broken noses and fingers, lost teeth, potential nerve damage. Thanks for proving our point, sir. Yeah. Sirs, ma'am. I know, sirs. right? And um, it's so in this article from The Intercept said that more than 100 protesters um, have filed um, an intent to sue the NYPD because of protests over the summer. I'm not sure if those 100 protesters are from that specific protest. Or if it is just in general over the many protests that happened over the summer. But a um, hundred lawsuits? <laughs> like, God, like our taxpayer money is going towards defending the NYPD. It always has been. Ugh. It always has God, been. I mean, you know, they're, they're the, I think they're the, the one police department that pays out more to to people over brutality and false imprisonment and other claims mm -hmm. than any other than any other department of the country. And people are like, well, you could say that there's so many there and New York City's more violent. Like, that's not true. New York City, well, even now, has less crime than they did under Rudy Giuliani. So go fuck yourself. Whoever yeah. that whoever is saying whatever spouting that bullshit statistic. Houston has more crime than New York. Yep. A lot of a lot of places have more crime than New York, and it's a, it's a it's a telling state of affairs that eight million people can basically live in relative harmony. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we look out for each other. We certainly do. So, um, yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to? I got one more thing. Okay, because I have one more thing. Okay, good. Um, so back in the summertime, we talked about the murder of Fahim Saleh, that tech, uh, mm -hmm. entrepreneur. And the really nice guy too. He was helping his really, really nice guy. Um, this happened on East Houston street, like two blocks from my old apartment. Um, so the murderer's name is Tyrese Haspel. He appeared by a video link today in Manhattan Supreme court for his arraignment, right? Like. That's how shit is slow is going because of COVID. He, uh, yeah, the murder happened on July 13th. He only stated his name and pled not guilty. His sister was in the courtroom. And so as a recap, Haspel, as 21, worked for Soleil as an executive assistant. Um, he was initially arrested on second-degree murder charges, and but only indicted on one count of first-degree murder. 
the most serious homicide charge, which carries, I didn't even know this, a minimum sentence of 15 years to life in prison and a maximum sentence of 25 to life. He now also faces... I mean, that's such bullshit. He also faces... That's another show. We all... (laughs) Other charges include that just got tacked down. Grand larceny, burglary, tampering with evidence, concealment of a corpse, and other small charges. Um, He is accused of butchering Soleil after he he learned that Haspel, who was a very trusted employee, had embezzled $90,000. And then they worked out a deal, but... Haspel decided that he didn't want to do that deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he decided to just kill his friend. And then um, so prosecutors during the investigation into Soleil's death followed Soleil around to the Houston Street apartment owned by I'm sorry, followed Haspel around to Soleil's Houston Street apartment um, and they followed him le- fleeing the apartment, and then they watched him use credit cards to pay for rides to Home Depot, and then the new court documents reveal receipts for Christian Labouton shopping spree, mm. uh, balloons and party city receipts, and um, the Post, the New York Post exclusively reported that in the days after the murder, Haspel was out shopping with the mystery room at Louboutin and other luxury stores, and he had accepted a curbside delivery of birthday balloons. Other evidence found inside the apartment, new court documents reveal, exclusive to the New York Post. Makita <laughs> um, saw with two batteries, a saws a Sawzall, S-A-W-Z-A-L-L, Sawzall blade, taser probe, blue gloves, scissors, and a knife and various cleaning supplies, including towels, two gallons of disinfectant, nine sponges, and one magic eraser. So he's clearly not very experienced at this. (laughs) (laughs) One magic eraser. Dude, you're going to need more than one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Investors also found they call demo bags. I imagine they're they, like the the demolition bag, like the giant super industrial black garbage bags that are really thick. Mm-hmm. Um, those were contained body parts, and oh. they found a storage unit that Haspel rented, and found Duraflame logs, lighter fluid, tiki torches, WD forty, and other matches. Wow. Yeah. You think he's up to something? I don't, I think that this guy thought he was going to get away with it, but it's, you know, I think one of the reasons that he didn't is Soleil was such a beloved individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I recall correctly in the initial reports, it was Soleil's cousin that came during the initial dismemberment of the body and mm-hmm. Haspel had. Haspel had fled during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But, like, if you're... That's a... a that's... A human body holds a lot of blood. 
Mm-hmm. And two towels, two gallons of disinfectant, nine sponges, and a magic eraser are not going to cut it. I'm just watching a magic eraser commercial where they're like, <laughs> get rid of a whole body. I mean, plus... You're not, you're like, you're not paying attention to the blood splatter that's going all over the apartment. It's these tiny, tiny droplets of blood that if you could show up on a black light with luminol, like you don't, you clearly don't watch any true crime shows, sir. No. Like just the best defense against this is to not kill anybody. Like just don't yeah, do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. You, if you really wanted to get away from this, run. Flee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right fucking douche anyway so yeah i saw that this morning uh i will keep everybody apprised of that he's just he's just a little piece of shit he's 22 years old it's really young to make such a terrible decision apparently he comes from a relatively nice family like what the fuck is going on with people yeah yeah. Anyway. Ooh, now she's yawning. From yawning. Okay. From hiccup yawning. is yawning. That's okay. Um, well, I have some brief Harvey Weinstein news. Ooh, give it to me. Um, so Harvey Weinstein asked to be um I guess like uh released release? on bail. While appealing um, his uh, rape conviction. No. So Harvey Weinstein in March was sentenced to 23 years in prison after a jury convicted him of um, raping a for, um, former Project One Way production assistant, um, Mimi Haley, in 2006, and then raping hairstylist Jessica Mann in 2013. Right. So he's convicted. And he's like, wait, but guys, like, what if I gave you $2 million, you'd let me out, i live my life, and then we can just do this whole thing over again. And uh, so his lawyer, Barry Caymans, <laughs> is trying oh to, God. like, show Harvey Weinstein's, like, philanthropic spirit. Oh, fuck off. Oh, it gets so much worse, like, oh, save that. Oh, my God. Uh, so he says... That through Weinstein's career, his film career, um, he has shined a spotlight on a myriad of human struggles. And then he went on to just list his movies. <laughs> including a documentary on about sexual assault on college campuses. Okay. You know, he didn't write those movies. He only bought those movies. Yeah. One. I know that. You know that, or everyone should know that. Uh, number two, other rapists aren't getting out, sir. You're not getting out either. I nope. know. Uh-uh. But I'm like, the goal, just to be like, well, clearly Mr. Weinstein cares a lot about sexual assault. Oh, clearly. he and You know what? Why don't you put him in a fucking cell with Bill Cosby and they can commiserate about that shit? That's fine. Let them die together. Gross. Um, But anyway, so Weinstein's lawyers are arguing that the Manhattan conviction should be overturned because the judge seated a juror who had repeatedly lied to the court and a few other 
things. It's like the judge allowed more um, evidence to be um, like suppressed. No, it's like the opposite where it's like uh, there were certain things that weren't considered like entirely relevant to the case that um, they weren't. They showed like proof of things that he wasn't being charged with, but that are still like distasteful or potentially. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I totally remember that ruling because I covered this extensively and I know I was obsessed yeah. with this case and I know you were too. And the judge ruled that it would be admissible because it showed a pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically um, Weinstein's lawyer is like, meh. <sighs> yeah. But anyway. It was a valid ruling. I looked it up. There's laws and rules and all kinds of rules of evidence by the state that says the judge has the power to say that if it dictates a pattern and it's not just like one time it was four other people's testimony and other emails and text messages Mm -hmm. that dictated this pattern so the judge ruled it it all could come in yep uh yep so that's my little tidbit on harvey weinstein just wanted to um reaffirm how much of a creeper he is and ugh. i don't think we needed that reformation reaffirmation uh, but yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything else. That's it for me today. I was very uninspired by the news. I wanted like, I mean, I was going to do a little bit of, about voter fraud and harvesting, but I really wanted like a good crime story. What you say we do our Halloween shit next week because Halloween is so close to the election. Okay, we could we do, do that. Ha- Halloween next week. Yeah, or I could do the uh, the pizza bombing story, whatever you want. We could do Halloween next week. It, okay, let's do Halloween. No, I want to do Halloween. Let's do okay. Halloween. Well, I think it wraps that wraps this episode up. Thank you for joining us on Crime Talk BK um, after dark. <laughs> <laughs> after dark. Yeah. After uh, dark. <laughs> New episodes every Saturday, every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. Later days.